We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. Now, there are so many ways you can listen to the DA show in general, but also the PGP. You can download it and listen to this podcast on the DA Show podcast feed, which also has and houses all of our content, full shows, best of the show, the PGP. Or you can listen to us on its own PGP Permission Granted podcast. So you can listen to that feed as well for just the PGP. If you listen to the show live and want to hear just the PGP in podcast form. So that's all the places you can check us out. Also, you can watch us every single morning. 6 until 10 Eastern Time, 3 until 7 Pacific, using the Watch DA URL address. Type that into any device, including mobile, and watch us or watch us on Twitch. Today, Moraz, we stumbled upon, I think, a really brilliant idea, and that is an ongoing segment where you are the milkshake. Milkshake Moraz, a food detective, brought upon the scene to canvas the crime scene, check out the the fridge look into the kitchen or what this guy was eating and then figure out perhaps you know how to apprehend him or to identify him because stunned to a news today was in 2012 there was a crime there was a burglary and they found a half-eaten hot dog and they could pin the hot dog <laughs> back to this guy's dna so you know bogus asked me what would moraz be best at would he be best at the criminal doing the eating and then getting away with it or the detective and i definitely could see you on the side of law enforcement here yeah i think absolutely this is another career path for me to have da right off the bat i would tell you without even knowing any of the details of the case i would already identify that this specific criminal would not be anybody who was overweight because anybody who's overweight wouldn't leave behind a half-eaten hot dog they would have made sure they finished it it's just in the details da and i think i have all the details for figuring out crimes that might have food related debris left behind mm. You know, I kind of wonder, have you ever thought about like an alternate career path like that? If you had thought of this like, man, my food skills, analyzing skills are really keen, really good. Maybe there would have been a place for me in in this type of detective work or just something like that. Uh, The only thing I've thought of food related is 
I would be only an expansion on this. Could I be somebody that's an asset to football pregame shows where basically I'm a pig at all the tailgates and I go and try out all the foods and stuff like that? That's the only alternative food career I really thought of because, frankly, what you realize is unless you're being creative on your own, there's not that many food careers barring being an actual chef that are out there. Just a lot of ones we could only dream of, like making up a detective one. Well, what about a restaurant tour? Did you ever think about opening up your own eatery, either a restaurant, a deli, a grocery store, bagel place, anything like that? Yes and no. Yes and no, I think, is the best answer to that because knowing that I had worked in food, obviously, just coming out of high school and college as a sandwich artist, and knowing that my dad had worked in food his whole life, I, I think I just wanted something more, and as much as I love food and I appreciate food, I knew I had the ability to open up something if I, the finances were ever there because I know I know good food. I know basically clientele. I know what people like, and I think I could run a very successful, whether it be deli or restaurant or anything like that, but ultimately – I just I didn't want to follow, follow in the food footsteps my father had paved, and I wanted to do something different. When people come over your house, do you like being the server of food? Because whenever I've been at the block party, your dad has manned the grill, and he loves manning the grill. He loves serving up the burgers, and I'm a man after his own heart. I love being on the grill, serving the food, cooking the food. I like being that the food guy. Are you that way like your dad, or are you more like a host in a different way? Uh, no, I am that way. I love entertaining, and I love seeing people having a good time. And if people are having a good time at my home or even if it's at my parents' home, and I know I'm, I'm contributing to that, I love that. I love that more than anything. And I am also very particular – Whereas I, for instance, if I have anybody over in my backyard and let's say it's a group of 10, 15 people, if I am not the one grilling and somebody basically takes to, oh, you know, I'll like the grill, I'll get things going without talking to me first, I would be highly offended by that. I need to be the one at the controls unless I have previously delegated and said otherwise. So absolutely, I take great joy in being the server. There's no question about it. So... When it comes oh, to and, and on that note, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. I'm also very big on pre-planning a menu. We can't, you know, I, I know four days out what I'm going to have on a Sunday if people are coming over for football. Right. This can't be something we, we go willy-nilly on either. So here's my question. Did you ever think about getting into the food industry, not maybe serving food or or making food, but being in, like, food preparation? You know, you could be in food services like you could be part of a boardroom and decides what the menu is going to be at a buffalo wild wings you could be a, you could be an executive you could also be you know working in stockyards you could be a taste tester you know how about think about clark griswold was in food technology right he he found the the sealant for to keep the crispiness in cornflakes, I think it was. That's right. That's right. I never thought that part of it never crossed uh, crossed my mind. My uncle, also in food services, runs kind of a company in a warehouse where he does a lot of that trial and error stuff, what he think will work. Uh, he's oftentimes ran things by me and brought them home. Like he's these fantastic pizza egg rolls that I think are a smash hit that he's uh, had me put the stamp of approval on. But as far as an actual career and seeking out that job, no, that never really crossed my mind. But I am more than happy if somebody else runs that business to use my expertise for free other than just me eating the food to let me try it. Although I do wonder, you had you brought this up on the air before, 
that when you were in the Subway program, Subway University, you started to move up the ranks pretty well. They recognized some type of potential in you to be a franchisee, perhaps, or a regional manager overseeing other Subways, and you saw a track, a path, to kind of moving up in the ranks of Subway. So is that something that could have been interesting to you where you're overseeing multiple franchises and and I, I i'm guessing tinkering with their menu tinkering with their specials making sure revenue is high etc so it wouldn't interest me and that's why i got out of it because i could have done it a very small part of that da is tinkering with the menu because you also have to realize when you're in a franchisee place like that there's not a lot of regionalization it isn't like the ncaa tournament where we have an east a west a south <laughs> and this that and the other you know it's going to be nationwide so there might be 50 of me there might be one of me in every state and then you're winning those battles over recommending things and then there's only so many new products you can introduce in a franchise without throwing people off off the wall and go nuts i mean i'm not bringing up tilapia at ihop or, or something like that at a subway sandwich shop and since that's such a small part of it honestly the thing i enjoyed the most is is satisfaction of customers i like the customer relations part of it because if a customer is angry with me i'm gonna end up having a good laugh and story to tell but if a customer walks away really happy and knowing something i like the interaction i like the banter there were a few things i loved more than working a, a huge lunch rush and being able to just those little quick two three minute conversations that you would have with customers really as their day I, I, I found myself again like being a people pleaser people come over to my house so boots on the ground inside a store was where I enjoyed the work more than overseeing and having to drive around in a car from store to store and kind of you know make sure everybody's in compliance and that kind of job where I guess the the industry or the company saw a potential for me but that wasn't something I don't think long term I would be happy doing so that's interesting so you would get into little conversations you were the you were talky chatty guy behind the the counter at subway with everybody Yes, and you would get to know regular customers, guys who came in or girls came in two, three times a week, four times a week. Some people came in five days a week. You get to know them. You get to, you know, little pieces, these little two-minute conversations you have. You feel like you really get to know somebody, and you look forward to seeing them. Oh, how's your kid? How's this? Uh, people knew I was a sports fan. Big one by the Yankees last night. And, you know, you get into these conversations and break it all down. And in the end, I, I just I like meeting people, and and I think that's also ties into why this pandemic has really stunk for me because you see less people, you meet less people. It's part of the reason I like going out for a couple of drinks. You know, you meet random people. I'm a chatty guy. I'm probably the kind of person that would annoy a lot of people who aren't that type, but those that are reciprocating of it, I love it. I can't get enough. So yes, I would have those conversations constantly with customers, mm. and it's part of the reason I enjoy going to work every day. That's interesting. Okay, well we're getting we're getting some good insight into yeah, this. Is a really interesting start to side A. I feel like I'm really. Uh, you know, history background in my food analytics is an interview yeah. process here. Well, it just struck me that 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 bit's really funny, that you are the milkshake and you you appear on the crime scene <laughs> to try to solve crimes based on food clues, but that you would also be really good at it. I do think that you apply yourself and your memory and your insight into food in a way that nobody else really does. I mean... Your catalog of dates about condiments is sure. is what really piqued my interest into a career like this for you. Yeah, and really crazy because I got a lot of traction after Monday's show. Not on, and I don't know what's slipping my mind, something really funny that happened on the show with us was the epic fail. But it was the breakdown of ranch versus blue cheese 
deep into the night, I guess people listening on the podcast, I was still getting breakdowns. You know, that was really interesting what you said about the density of ranch. Like people were really fascinated by it. And I don't know, that just came natural to me. I was just telling you my thoughts and, and beliefs on it all. Hmm. Well, I think, yeah, it, it strikes a nerve with people because you are passionate about it and you clearly have a good knowledge base about it. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I do want to get into, I guess, on the show, though, the trash talk that has happened in your flag football league because last week you heard it from a lot of people trash talking you based on DA show references. So they've done some research on you. So I want to do a deep dive on this on the show, but sure. are you still rattled? More confused than anything because it's been DA, I guess, damn near, what, four years, even five years since the Mr. Six incident? I, I forgot what year that was where you guys came out and filmed the league, which obviously, as we've talked about on the PGP, changed everything. Games are broadcast all over the place on Facebook Live in the league now, and you guys are the originals. But if this was happening right off that and the precipice, I'd be like, oh, I get it. Okay, this became a big deal with the league, but... People, I guess, via Twitter and via our clips going constantly viral. We've we've created so many new fans. It, it was bizarre. This was the first game we had played in months in a flag football league. And again, we'll break it all down. But it, it was less rattling and more, I was just confused. The other team's blowing us out. And they're screaming, little wet, little drippy. It's just like they did all the homework. And nobody else on my team understands the trash talk except me. And it just was, it was really irking me. It left me more confused than anything. So the opponents knew more about your show and your career than your teammates did. Yes, yes. I think what you find with a lot of my teammates is they've had it with my shtick in real life. They don't need it <laughs> as far as handling it with the show. But opponents who I don't see, these are people from all over Long Island, just just came in and did their homework. And, yeah, we get, as I said, we'll get into more on the show. But the stuff they were saying is only stuff you know if you're listening to the show. And it was just – it's wild to me. And it really made me now think how much longer of a career I have in this flag football league before I transition full-time to maybe golf on Sunday mornings or something. <laughs> just so I don't have to hear it. So today we had Super Dave and Mike Pacheco on the show. They're the Winthrop broadcast team. And – they had to say, unfortunately, a so long and a farewell because Winthrop got eliminated in, on Friday night in the first round against Villanova. And who knows if this carries through to next year? Who knows if it has the momentum or the juice? Might just be a moment in time. But they used all the DA show drops during that NCAA tournament game, and they had to crunch it and munch it and get away from me, buddy, or with bacon. If you're not making tacos, I don't love you no more. They, they hit all the greatest hits. And... What did you think about them joining us today on the show? I had a blast with that, and I think it was the perfect culmination. I'm a big fan of finality, and you needed kind of a nice bow on it, and really just to think of where we came from with doing the picks every week between me and Super Dave, to him paying off the bet, to him expanding it beyond the game. I mean, it was something that just built with momentum week after week. And to have Winthrop eliminated, sadly, the way they were, I liked the finality of it. And I liked giving Mike Pacheco a little bit of run as well because he had absolutely no obligation to join into Super Dave's craziness. And not only did he join in, he embraced it. And I would think he would push it to another level. He, frankly, his catchphrase now, with bacon, is all him now. He is the with bacon guy as far as I'm concerned. And I thought that was awesome having them on. And I thought also really under the radar 
revealing is that we last year had pushed so hard with Mark Johnson, the Colorado broadcast, and call the Boulder Fire Department for Pacheco to admit that they started doing the call of whatever town they're in's fire department last year before this bet even happened. I thought it was a tremendous Easter egg and maybe a little foreshadowing that he didn't even realize was to come for this year. And I thought that was really cool to have him reveal that. How about that? Last year, when we were all about the dojo of death and Mark Johnson going up against other broadcasters like Gary Gerald. Johnson does the Colorado Buffaloes games and has these great pipes and does all these great catchphrases. Call the Boulder Fire Department. The Nets are on fire. That Mike Pacheco had heard this in our show and just decided that he would use it in his own broadcast as kind of a nod to Mark Johnson. We had no idea until he admitted that today. That was pretty wild to find out. It was unbelievable. And also, I mean, look, that was crazy that he's been doing that. But the idea that Super Dave 2 just slips him a piece of paper basically two minutes before a broadcast says DA would like to get a few of these in. If he didn't know until listening to the show the next day that it was actually a bet that he lost to, I, that also kind of blew my mind as part of that. So so Pacheco was all part of this. Then you'll wonder, since it worked so well, did he enjoy it? Would you be annoyed if you didn't know you were roped into a bet the other guy lost? He wasn't and instead embraced it all. And that's what I liked. It kind of felt a little bit like the what the Prince Harry, Meghan Markle sit down with Oprah. We got a lot of revealing and a lot of inside <laughs> stuff there. And it was our own little twist and our own little version of it. Pretty amazing. So is it right that on side B, there's going to be a kind of a, a version of Swing or a Miss Light? Yeah, we'll call it Swing or a Miss Light. We have some other stuff we have to talk about. But look, I I would not be doing my job on as host of side B if I didn't acknowledge that there were several in the last couple of days, eh, maybe several is too strong, that when I went through the rundown and I saw the graphics on our Twitch and watched EA, that I didn't say, that's pretty damn good. And I would say that, yes, you have, should be somebody held accountable, and when you do bad with headlines, we should bring it up. And not to say you haven't had any stinkers, but I think you've had a tremendous creative juices run on several headlines, and especially after Aiden over at Marquette acknowledged a swing or a miss for his column uh, that he did for work as a school project. How could I not bring up to Bogus at least a couple swings? Even if I'm not going to cut you out on your knees because I didn't love as many misses, you have a couple that at least deserve. If I'm going to look for credit when I do something well, i got to give you a little credit inside B and break them down with Bogus a little bit. Wow, this is exciting. All right. Wow, I had no idea this was coming. I have felt like I've been doing a little heat check recently. There's just been some that I felt like, wow, that was that kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm proud of that one. So I'm glad that there's a little swing or a miss light coming up here. I feel like there was one that you thought was even better than the others, and it might have to do with Urban Me Urban Meyer. We won't have to get into that if you're not going to get into it on side B, but I think that that might have tipped the scales. Meyer weenie. DA, look, I have no reason not to hide this. Meyer Weenie, to me, tickled home so much. <laughs> I love the Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile. I love the Oscar Meyer Wiener song. I love everything that has to do, really, with most hot dogs and wieners like that. And to go there with Urban Meyer, just not only was it great to come out the shoots with that, it also made me realize that a struggling Jaguars team is perfect for show puns because we haven't had Urban Meyer really co I was coached the last couple of years. So now to really get into these headlines the way we have and <laughs> salivate for them, I am pumped up for what's to come if we're starting off with Meyer Weenie. <laughs> so coming up on side B, that with the Mr. Bogeyman. And 
I don't know about you, Mraz, but I know that we've been tracking the weather here recently. All the country got warm weather this past week, basically. You had people in Chicago out on boats. You had people in the Midwest all happy and out there in T-shirts. People in the, the mountain regions, the Mountain West, also were, were loving life. So I don't want to jinx anything for all of America, but it certainly, doesn't, it certainly does feel like we've turned a corner here. So I am I am planting the flag, and I will be able to take the hits. I know Denver got hit with a little snow. I am assuming by March 23rd here in the Northeast, specifically DA, we are done with snow. I am declaring us finished with snow, so much so that yesterday I did a little aeration of my lawn, and today I am officially planting the spring fertilizer. I will begin watering. Wow. I am declaring spring is here. Spring has sung, has sprung. And I'm with you, man. Has all the snow melted? Because I know you got pounded with more snow than we did. Is all the snow gone from your property? Pretty much. There's been there's a couple of places that I dumped all the snow off of the deck or shoveled off of the sidewalk, and I bunched it up pretty high, and it was like in the shadows. Sun's not hitting it, so there's a little pocket of tiny bit of snow, but for the most part, it's all gone. And now, is your grass all? And this is really pertains to a lot of people who have dealt with all the snow. All muddy, or if we kind of solidified and that spring thaw is there, where you could go out and if you really wanted to kick a soccer ball around or something like that, and you'd be all good to go. Pretty muddy. There's some places the lawn that gets full day sun, so that's going to be a little bit better. But for the most part, still pretty. It's not muddy, but it's definitely it's soft. Okay. Well, look, we're nine days away from Major League Baseball, a real April opening day. How about that? This is it. Spring is here. You know, it's all. You know, we got into this March Madness, and we kind of were waiting for the other shoe to drop. Spring is here. It's true, and it feels great because sports are back to relative normalcy, despite you know VCU getting pulled out of the tournament, and there's not full fans coming up for spring training or what have you or coming up for opening day but there's still going to be fans in attendance full schedules full seasons and the ncaa tournament i'm sure is going to finish it just is like wow it's happening it's really happening the nfl draft they're having prospects in person and fans can attend like that's happening at the nfl draft oh god isn't that great oh i can't get enough i'm all in just great What we've been longing for, and I'm using baseball season, by the way, as a good marker. Baseball kind of always has been a marker of time in life, but I kind of feel like the baseball season is going to be an enormous transition, I think, in pandemic life this year, where you're going to start off, you're seeing maybe sprinkling of stadiums that don't have fans, but a lot allowing some sort of attendance. And I really do think that we have a great possibility of seeing full stadiums by the time you hit, you know, post-Labor Day baseball and October baseball. So I think that you're going to watch this growth of, you know, little by little jurisdictions allowing more and more fans and stadiums get fuller and fuller from opening day on towards the end of the year. And I think baseball specifically is going to kind of, you're going to be able to look back at pictures from opening day when you get to September and see the passage of time in pandemic here and the reestablishing of where we're at. And that's what I'm really looking forward to to here with baseball probably right i got an email from the mets because of my season ticket package the other day that says that they're going to let us know next week about what the protocol is going to be and the situation is going to be so that'll be an interesting indicator to see what they're telling season ticket holders and for the rest of the season you know how they're going to handle it but i think you're probably right i'm sure we get over 50 percent capacity at some point in the season Maybe gets to 75% by the end of the season, maybe 100, but I'm positive we get over 50% capacity 
at baseball stadiums at some point in the 2021 season. Some little bit of slightly normal life, at least normal than what we're used to. Boy, yeah. spring's bringing a lot of hope, DA. A lot of hope. A lot of hope. And light out till 7 p.m. I could go Oh, is that not the I'm best? Like, oh. That part is the best. Oh, a little post-dinner walk through the neighborhood, walking the do- people out, walking dogs, riding bikes. Like, that's the kind of stuff that really brings a smile to my face. Mm, I know. This, the light until 7.15. Boy, is that a game changer. It used to be oh, 4.30, got dark around Christmas. Now, let's go. 7.15. All right, that is side A. Here we go. The milkshake and bogues on side B. <laughs> Howdy do to do, how to do to do, how to do to do, how are you? Welcome to Side B. Do you do? Yes, you do, you do. This is Morass hosting Side B. Yes, I do. Joined by Andrew Bogish. Bogish, hello, how are you? I'm well. Now, do you sing on G Wiz, the Giants podcast as well? Or do you only save that for us here on Side B? Save it for that. For us here, and by the way, I just thought of that again on the fly. I said, ooh, I have to come up with a new Howdy Doody Do, and I trotted that out there. What did you think? Should we throw it in a bag? Uh, again, um, is that, I don't know. Is that, does that, is that good or bad? Because I liked it. So throw it in in something positive that it'll stay, and you can use it again. Throw it in the fridge maybe uh, because I, yeah, I liked it. I'm, I'm impressed by your musical chops here. First detective work on the show Tuesday morning and now singing. I think you've, um, you're adding some talent to the repertoire here. It's a great. Thank you. Thank you for the sound of the repertoire. DA really leaned heavy. Uh, the beginning of Side A that a lot of our listeners just listened to, Bogus, was a, very much a Q&A exploring other avenues of where I could have taken my life and career, blowing up from this milkshake <laughs> thing where I would have been a food detective. And part of me felt like asking DA, are you pushing me off the show and trying to find another job for me? I don't know. But, but the other part of this was it really made me think, should I have explored another life involving food and i would say thankfully my battles are weight loss it's probably another part of a reason i didn't but are, are you that enamored too as da is with my expertise on breaking down food and generations and eras um i mean i i i do marvel at the the brain capacity that you have for these things part and it's not necessarily food specific but like I just I'm not good at remembering things, dates, times, when this happened, when that happened. So from a sports perspective, I'm impressed when you can go, oh, the 2007, you know, pick a year and you can tell me everything about that giant season. Like I'd have to think for a second whether that was still Eli or Kerry Collins or Phil Sims playing quarterback. And you like right away can give me week to week results like just my head doesn't work like that. I wish that it did. So I'm jealous of that. And then. I mean, the food stuff, I don't even know if it's true or not when you declared 2009 as, you know, the year of, of garlic aioli. Um, I, I don't know how that works. I don't know if it can be disproven. Sriracha silly, but okay. Uh, my fault. See, exactly my point. That's that. There's me and you, and there's the difference. So, yeah, I just I, I don't know where that power comes from, and uh, I am definitely impressed by it and jealous of it at times. So have you thought in your life, so besides sports broadcasting and play-by-play, was there another passion of yours, like where DA points out the food thing that would have worked for you and your element? Like food is not something other than donuts. You never struck me as somebody really passionate about food. What is your other passion in life, and would that be another avenue you would have explored career-wise? You know, um, about three three summers ago, maybe four, um, I was on vacation, and my phone started to buzz because a friend of mine had said that I needed to give up my career and do something different, and people were – giving me suggestions of what I could go do. So that really sent me into a place of 
kind of self-analysis and deep thinking and what could I do next. Uh, oh, wait and the a minute. Answer was the friend I, me? Yeah, that was you on the radio. Oh, yeah, that was you. That's right. Um, and, you know, part of the sadness first was being called out publicly on national radio. The second was I didn't have anything else to really come up with there um, with a plan B. So thankfully, the limited success I have had in this business um, has been enough to to fund my life so far, fingers crossed, um, because I don't know what else I would do after this. Um, like I, there are default things that I don't, I don't know I'm necessarily qualified for. Like I would probably work in athletics, like at a school for a team, whether it was like media relations or PR or whatever. Like, but that's all kind of I feel like the same thing. I wouldn't call this a passion, but I do. I always think about things like logistically, like the right order to do things in, or like by a schedule. Like even like stupid things, like putting away like dishes from the dishwasher like i do it in an order and like i almost find myself like walking in like a circle to put things back like i i can't not do things efficiently in my head whether they actually are efficient or not i don't know but i mean like that is a job like designing practices schedules structures like that like there is a job based on logistics i mean maybe i could do that because very, maybe very that's just the way my head works but thank god i don't need to at least for now go down that kind of road very very nerdy of you very nerdy of yeah a hundred percent i mean i there is i am a nerd i am not cool i am not hip because i just said the word hip like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing cool about me at all so any answer i gave you is going to be boring and bland and there you go okay now we need to get into something that happened on monday show i don't want this always just to be something that we're interacting from tuesday and that was da flat out Making a segment, opening up, and allowing you and I to discuss our problems with Syracuse keep winning. And you obviously have more of a problem with Syracuse itself. You've always hated it. I have more of a problem with basically not being a part of the party that every one of these alumni we have to deal with. It makes you throw up in your mouth. I have to say, I'm a little annoyed, I think, more at DA that he didn't fight back at us. He admitted we were right. And he, he did such an admirable job of saying he totally understands where we're coming from and admits how you know fraudulent so many of these people tweet about it is. And he basically took a page. I think it's something that I would do, too. You throw your hands up and go, no, you're absolutely right. I can't believe he didn't put, you know, he creates that segment. I'm prepared for him to dig his heels in and fight back and talk trash. Did you walk away a little dumbfounded that we didn't get a little more juice out of him there? Yeah, I mean, calling out his buddies. I didn't think you could speak against the family. And no. he basically said that, you know, Shine and other guys, even uh, I didn't even know that Scott Hansen from the Red Zone Channel is a Syracuse guy, but there he was puffing out his chest oh. about Syracuse winning the other day. I like they're to just, challenge how many years he went to Syracuse, let me tell you. Yeah, I mean, so I, like, I, I just figured that at some point their brotherhood would win out and DA would go to bat for them. But no, he's basically saying... I stay out of this because I know how annoying those guys are, and I don't want to be on that same same list. Now, you know, Catalan, Carter Blackburn, those guys I think have to stay out of it because they are working the tour right. and they need to pretend to be objective here. I don't know what they would like. I mean, maybe Catalan's super annoying in their texts amongst themselves, like their their personal text chain. I I don't know, um, but yeah, I. I Again, I don't want to be nice to a Syracuse guy, but I do want to give DA credit for at least acknowledging 
the sins of his buddies there and trying to and not repeating them and and joining the fun and the annoyance. I, I was prepared for a fight back at annoyance because, like you said, it's the family. You don't speak ill of anybody from Syracuse. No, no matter what you and I ever do on the show, we will never compare to anybody that he went and did his radio station with at Syracuse Advanced. There is, there is definitely for those of you listening who don't understand. When you walk around these convention centers and you see the brotherhood that exists from Syracuse guys, there is a little envy there, and I, I am jealous of that. But there's there's this ounce of – maybe it's the wrong word, but there's this ounce of snootiness that comes with look the look you feel if you didn't go to Syracuse from other guys when they're talking amongst themselves as Syracuse guys. Like you – it's almost like a like Mean Girls, like the movie Mean Girls. You are you just don't belong, yeah. and they all right. are really. I, I love everybody I've met that go to Syracuse. Like on a personal level, there are very few people I have met from Syracuse that I actually don't like on a personal level that I consider friends and I have a good time with. But it, when it comes to the group setting, there is no question about it. And you know what I'm talking about, Bogues. I mean, you went to a way better college than I did. You are absolutely an outcast to the sense of snootiness that comes with the Syracuse Brotherhood. And that's what kills me every time Syracuse makes a run because it all joins forces on social media and you can't stomach it. And and there's no trade-off in that any of these knuckleheads, whether it's DA or Catalan or Shine, none of them look like Lindsay Lohan or Rachel McAdams to make it at least on a break-even point. You're like, <laughs> go ahead and be annoying while you're super hot and talented. Um, no, they look like DA, and then they're annoying. And, you know, I have, because Fordham is like, um, is, I mean, is in the same conversation as some of the better kind of radio slash TV programs in the country. And, you know, here in New York, where you and I are sitting, Fordham dominates, not Syracuse. I mean, Fordham has Nets Radio, part of Nets TV, Yankees TV, um, who am I thinking? Bob Papa of the Giants, Almost every professional team in New York is touched by a Fordham broadcaster. Um, so, like, we have this mini Syracuse kind of dominance going on, and we're very well represented around the country as well. Um, so, like, you know, we can – we're kind of like the ugly stepchild who's trying to – and we're constantly fighting this battle to put ourselves on even footing with them. But they keep churning out people like damn Noah Eagle, who's super talented. He's, like, 11 years old. And on top of that, they keep winning NCAA basketball games. To go back to the beginning of all of this, when all Florida wants to do is win a game anywhere, and they're just for fun making sweet 16s with annoying Jim Beheim as their head coach for five decades. Boy, anything else you want to get off your chest, Bogues? I could tell we really— I mean, I, listen, I'm, I, I admit it, whether it's the Yankees, whether and Syracuse <laughs> is not on the same level as that, but the Yankees, Brady, Syracuse— I know I'm petty and jealous and whatever, and I would, I don't know if I would trade places with them, but I certainly would want to root for a team that makes a habit of getting into the tournament and then winning multiple games <laughs> once they're there. And the one annoying thing DA did say was they've only won one title. Yeah, but they won it, I can remember it, so it was recent enough right. in 2003, and they won a title. So that's not a, you can't complain about winning only a title when so many right. of us have won zero and not even, aren't even in the tournament with a chance to win one to begin with. And that title led to, to me, a complete bias amongst Syracuse sports talk show hosts, media writers, and everything. No matter what he does in his NBA career, Carmelo Anthony could never do anything wrong. Why? Because he won a national title at Syracuse. Well, I mean, that's fine because Smush Parker can't do anything wrong for me because he had one good season when Fordham wasn't terrible at basketball. <laughs> so I would do, I'd be doing the same thing. So I, I can't hurt them for that. Fair. Now, I do want to give DA a little credit. We teased this in side A. We're not going to go full-blown swing or a miss here, but uh, and I'm not even going to give you any misses, but 
at least to start this current week we are in. DA, maybe it is the Syracuse thing. His mind has been going. His mind has been churning out some serious hits on our headlines. So much so we saw Aiden, a listener, create his own swing or a miss for a, a school project, keeping us on our toes. Which, by the way, is just amazing on, like, four right. different levels. What a great job by Aiden. Amazing that he cares enough to do anything about us acad- academically. Right. And then it turned out so well, too. Right. Unbelievable job. But I, I have to fire off five headlines that I think not not only just like, oh, yeah, it was a good hit. No, I think these were home runs, Bogish, and I just want to get your thoughts on them. Number one, DA was very quick to let us know it's a heat check. When he talked about Steve Kerr, did Kerr take a shot at Durant? Rub-a-dub. Obviously, the dub being yeah. the Warriors, giving you a little of that duck stuff. Rub-a-dub-dub. I really like this. I cracked up when I saw it when I read it this morning for the first time. Your thoughts on rub-a-dub? Um, I love it. I mean, I just... He's definitely – he's showing off now. I don't know if he wants another follow-up essay from Aiden or wants us to bring back swing or, swing or miss or whatever, but he's definitely putting extra time in the lab to come up with these bad boys. Right. The next one I wanted to get to, and this – again, the jokes could write themselves, and it led me into a little bit of a problem with Oral Roberts, the better story <laughs> Loyola Chicago Oral Roberts. He went with oral fixation, talking about yeah. obviously the better story. There are obviously multiple lines of puns there. And yet, I think he found this one so perfectly. It fits so perfectly because, obviously, we are fixated on what's going on with Oral Roberts. Oral fixation, Bogus. Your thoughts? And everyone is making Oral Roberts jokes every time they're in the tournament and they win a game. So now it goes to a whole other level. They've won two games. And so it's hard to find one. That's different and new, and I think that one's new and different. So that's that's an that's those are bonus points for not just making the, another run of the mill oral Roberts joke. Now this one has an asterisk number three for me. It's big with the one and the G, like the Big Ten would have lies. How was the Big Ten so overrated? And the playoff we find out via via behind the scenes was off Big Little Lies, a famous HBO show meant to be a miniseries expanded into two seasons, and we said no shot. I mean, by the way, I forgot to bring up the DA. I wanted to see where he was at with Breaking Bad. But no shot he's ever watched Big Little Lies. And as we find out, this is actually a swing from his wife, the Bourbon Bell, who has seen Big Little Lies and fed him this nugget. Again, a very widely popular show with Reese Witherspoon on HBO. He gives us big lies. Your thoughts, Bogus? So I didn't realize, I saw the headline first, and it did not click to me that it was about Big Little Lies. Maybe subconsciously, I just didn't think he, like you, like it was on his radar to use as a pun for a headline. So like that's, I, so I don't know if that's a knock that I didn't, well, it wasn't obvious. Well, should he, it, have what put it was. Little, should he have just flat out put Big Little Lies with Big being written like the Big Ten is? I, I think that would have at least, for me, that would have absolutely locked in what it meant. Like Big Lies by itself just might have meant big li- like they're big liars, the Big Ten, because they said we're the best and they were all basically gone by Tuesday night. Um, either way, it works. But yeah, the added wrinkle of him throwing in a pop culture reference that we didn't even think he was capable of uh, could do to him. All right, number four, we talked about this inside A, Meyer Weenie. Does Urban have a point about free agency? And here's why I like it, Bogus. I'm a big fan of hot dogs. The Oscar Meyer aura, I think, is greater than the Oscar Meyer hot dog itself. 
the Oscar Mayer Weenie Mobile, and just knowing that we have Urban Meyer here, and there's so many ways you can go with the Urban pun of it, but if we're fully endorsing Oscar Meyer puns when the Jaguars stink this year under Urban Meyer, this is why I liked it more than anything, because not only is Meyer Weenie perfect, it sets the table now and sets the bare minimum that anytime we have a Jaguar story, forget any Trevor Lawrence puns, no, 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 we're going right to the Oscar Meyer jokes, and Meyer Weenie, there's a million playoffs there, I loved Meyer Weenie. I mean, this is um, maybe one of our, if not the, like, punniest names in sports right now. There are a bazillion things you can do with Urban Meyer, and he's one of my least favorite people in all of this, so I'm open to anything, and Urban Meyer weenie, sign me up. (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt. I'll wear that t-shirt. And last but not least, and speaking of t-shirts, we're going to have a big reveal coming up. Hopefully in the next week or two, we had a, a listener in Idaho who made unbelievable shirts surrounding this Winthrop run. It's actually sad that Winthrop is not making a run here to the Sweet 16 because it would have been perfect for this weekend. But we will reveal those at some point in the show. But this this one, to me, underrated. DA didn't look for any pats on the back. Nobody even mentioned in the G-chat. How could Winthrop's fairy tale end? Taco Fall. Like, obviously... Yeah. The player Taco Fall, somebody we've actually had fun with and joked about when Celtics fans were pushing him into the NBA All-Star game, but a playoff of obviously the Taco drop, which thank goodness Pete suggested, and we didn't just let him let it die when he wanted it to have. But Taco Fall, Bogues, that was pretty good by DA. These are mic drops. These are bat flips. Like these are this one is almost good enough to be like, I'm not doing these anymore. Like Ooh. this is my this is the last one I'm doing. Like it's not gonna get better than this. Because Taco Fall, it's it's a home run. It's 100%. It's whatever you want to pick it as, as the top. I mean, that one, that's as good as any as he's come up with in the history of the show, at least that I've been a part of. So, Aiden, thank you so much for your push here. We had to give DA some daps here. Look, as if he's not getting enough with the Syracuse run, we'll let him know he had five great headlines to start the week. And that was a little hybrid swing or miss with just some strict swings there. Uh, sorry for not all the bells and whistles around that. I just thought hey, they had to be worth mentioning. And Bogish, that's going to wrap it for us, pal. I hope you have a great howdy do 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 weekend and week and whatever's to come. And thanks for joining here on Side P. God, I love singing Sean. What an amazing gift for America and our ears. Your have sweet, a, sweet voice. And you can follow you on Twitter. I'm just going to say it's Andrew Bogish. And there's a C, there's an S. If you don't know where you're following him by now, I don't know why you bother. Follow him. He's got great nuggets, and he fights with DA Bacchus. Where else would you rather be, Bogues, right? I mean, it's the least I can do for you. Someone's got to be me to DA every once in a while. No question. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.